Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Not everyone had it easy growing up. Many of us were forced to make our own way due to any number of hardships. Carl knew that better than most. He grew up in Germany, and his father had a certain kind of idea about how men should behave. He told Carl's mother not to coddle him. His boy had to make his own way, forge his own path, like he had done. So Carl learned early on that he had to be self-sufficient in order to get what he wanted or needed. By the age of two, he had learned to feed himself. By 10, his interest in music had led him to take up the violin, and with no one around to teach him, Carl taught himself instead. He got pretty good, too. So good, in fact, that when he turned 16, his parents sent him to a music conservatory to continue his education. Carl studied with some of the finest teachers in Germany for several years. After he graduated, he used his talents to take him far beyond what even he believed possible. Before he was old enough to drink, he was playing with international orchestras in sold-out concert halls. His skills were so renowned, he was invited to perform before the famous composer Johann Strauss in Vienna. He developed a little trick previously unseen during near-average concerts. Whenever he'd break a string, Carl would change it in the middle of the show while the rest of the band played on. Then he'd rejoin the group and continue the performance. But he didn't do it backstage or off to the side. He made it part of the act. It got so popular that he started using a weakened string in his shows just so he would be forced to demonstrate his ability each time he played. And his talents weren't limited to just music or impromptu violin repairs. It's hard to imagine how someone might learn to shoot at a music conservatory, but Carl also managed to become an ace marksman. He was so good at it that he was said to shoot the spots off of playing cards. Of course, word about it spread, and the public wanted to see this new skill with their own eyes. So Carl added it to his repertoire. Anything to keep the people in their seats, right? Throughout his career, he shared his gifts with audiences all over the world. Carl even took his unique brand of music and marksmanship to America, where he eventually settled with his wife and gained citizenship. Carl had lived the kind of life most men only dream of, becoming a celebrity both at home and abroad. But when his later years were upended by the First World War, he saw a bigger calling for himself. He wanted to help the veterans returning from battle, specifically those who had lost limbs. To do this, he wrote and illustrated a guidebook for them. It took him less than a month to finish, and it taught recent amputees how to use their feet for things they used to do with their hands. 
I know, it sounds strange for a master violinist, a man who could change a broken string in the middle of a performance, or shoot a playing card, to write a book about using one's feet to perform everyday tasks. Well, as the old saying goes, you have to write what you know, and Carl knew all about doing things with his feet. From shuffling cards, to smoking cigarettes, to writing his autobiography, Carl was a phenom with his feet. That's because he had no choice. Carl Unthen had been born without hands. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Its wooden frame is unmistakable. The leather straps, worn and cracked, waiting to envelop a new guest. And the helmet. Once fastened to the head, it's capable of delivering 2,000 volts straight through the body. They took something as simple as a chair, a place of rest, and transformed it into an instrument of death. Little did Ben Franklin know when he first collected that bolt of lightning on a stormy night in 1752 that his discovery would be used to power the ultimate method of justice for over 130 years. The electric chair, 
was designed as a more humane form of execution back in the late 1800s. A dentist, yes, a dentist, had heard about a man who had died instantly after grabbing onto the high-voltage wires of a large electric generator. The dentist saw a way to use this electricity to do more than just power lights around town. It could be used to ensure a quick and painless end for death row inmates everywhere, especially after a recent series of botched hangings had landed in the newspapers. The governor of New York established a commission to seek an alternative method, consisting of three members, a human rights advocate, a lawyer, and that dentist. The commission sought advice from experts, such as Thomas Edison, on how best to harness electricity as a means of execution, because justice was meant to be swift, but not cruel. There's that word again. Justice. I guess it's apt. The first electric chair went into use in 1890, and ten years after its introduction, Charles Justice, an inmate at the Ohio State Penitentiary, came up with an idea. While serving his sentence, he'd been given a job of cleaning up the room where the electric chair was housed, the death chamber, as it was called. It was during one of his rounds when he noticed something about the chair, the restraints. They weren't strong enough to keep a man from shaking all over as the electricity coursed through him. This constant movement resulted in burned flesh, which offended witnesses and went against the whole more humane thing they'd been aiming for. Charles worked with prison officials to enhance the restraints. I mean, why not? He would have done anything to reduce his own sentence, and he certainly had the technical knowledge to make those changes. Instead of leather straps, he created metal clamps that fit over the prisoner's wrists and ankles, designed to reduce movement and the risk of burned skin. The results worked wonders for the prisoners, the witnesses, and Charles. When the time came for his parole hearing, he had no problem convincing the board he was ready for a second chance. After all, he'd been instrumental in making their executions more efficient and humane, just as they'd intended. It's unclear how Charles spent his newfound freedom. Whether he traveled the world or sought a job as an engineer, we'll never know. Though I can hazard a guess that whatever he did, it was far from legal. That's because 10 years after he was released, Charles Justice found himself right where he'd started. He'd been convicted of murder and sent back into his old stomping ground, Ohio State Penitentiary. There was only one difference now. He would never be eligible for parole. He would never sleep in his own bed or drink a beer or do anything again that a free man might enjoy. He was the latest addition to Ohio State Penitentiary's death row, and on November 9th of 1911, Charles Justice was strapped into the same chair he'd helped improve a decade earlier. He got to feel firsthand the metal restraints around his wrists and ankles, albeit only for a few moments. Seconds later, Charles' life came full circle. Justice, as they say, had been served. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show 
and you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.